Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Cavado here with episode 275 of the Tudor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone in the business of helping people through teaching, tutoring or coaching. As always, I'm just here to share ideas and insights I've had, borrowed, stolen or acquired somehow during the 24 years or so I've been in business and from the tens of thousands of pounds I've invested in training and education. And to share it all in a no-nonsense BS kind of way. So, without further ado, let's crack on with it. Today I'd like to talk about a really funny thing. In the last couple of days here, I've had two students separated by five decades of age difference with exactly the same problem. Fear. Now, fear is the source of my two favourite acronyms. False evidence appearing real, which I think is quite cute. And then the one I like most is basically fuck everything and run. Adopt whichever one of those you like. <laughs> Let's talk about these two students. Uh, the first student is a very intelligent teenage girl. And the second student is a 60-something-year-old retired mechanical engineer. These these guys have had very, very different lives. But they have the same fundamental problem. It's fear of getting it wrong. Fear of making a mistake and ultimately a fear of even trying. Now, I've had students like this before and I know that you will have had students who were afraid to mess up. And if you haven't, had any yet you probably haven't been shooting for very long and it is just a yet it is incredibly common isn't it now i've known lots of people who being afraid to fail never even tried not even at the very thing that they most wanted to do and that everyone around them knew was what they were absolutely born to do so I thought it might be fun to share with you the two very different strategies I'm using with these two particular students because they're maybe both a little unorthodox and go way beyond saying, eh, it's okay to not get this right first time, nobody ever does, or some other reassuring phrase. And it's actually all tied into who these people are. So if we look at the teenage girl, and her worldview. A couple of things that, that I know about her. One is she always wears a crystal pendant when she's here. And that, is, to me, is a very suggestive um, ornamentation. She's a, a member of Mensa and a bit of a maths geek. She's socially awkward. Now, I don't know whether conventionally she'd be put on the spectrum. <sighs> Probably is my guess. And 
she's also very rock and roll. Usually wears uh, leather jackets or rock band t-shirts, that kind of thing. So figuring out who she is, I'm going to try to use her worldview. So the the crystal pendant that she wears suggests to me very strongly that she's what I would call spiritually interested. And by asking a couple of questions, it turns out she's very influenced by the idea of energy and possibly even magic. So that's cool. That means I'll probably talk about her inner power, focusing her energy on playing a single note and following it into the silence as the note decays. And also, if she gets agitated, I'll do some breath work and have her change state into something more open to attempting the exercise. So, in a nutshell, that would be close your eyes, take a breath, and as you breathe in, breathe in the energy and the power and the strength of the universe. And as you breathe out, the air comes out, but the energy stays in. Breathe in, the energy of the universe. Breathe out, the air comes out, the energy stays in. And that's a great way to change someone's state, just calm them down. So the, the Mensa and the math thing is interesting because it suggests she's going to be amenable to logical argument. So over time I can stack evidence in favour of what I'd like to happen until she can see for herself that there's a massive asymmetry between the evidence sustaining her belief and the evidence sustaining my assertion that she can do it. And when we get to that imbalance point, she'll no longer be able to resist my suggestions to attempt the exercise. Yeah. Moving on to social awkwardness. Something I've been doing for a little while with her is surreptitiously building her confidence in herself as an extension of her learning to play guitar. Because I think that if you can become confident in one domain, it will leak across into another and I've proved this time after time over the last nearly 25 years now. And I remind her that sitting behind her electric guitar is a really safe place to be. I like to joke that it's a body shield that prevents me from actually stabbing her. The first time I ever said that, she went all sort of goggly-eyed, looked at me like I was a complete maniac. And so she realized I was joking. But the big clincher for me with this girl is the rock and roll costume. Now, if somebody chooses to dress in a particular way, however much they're conforming to a particular tribal style, if you like, in her own mind, she's a rebel. And this is the one fact that really worked this week for this student is interpreting the the rock and roll lifestyle clothing into a proclamation of her rebellious, non-conformist persona. Now, that means if she believes she's a rebel, I can use that sense of identity to move her in the direction I want her to go. So I'll say something along the lines of this. 
Of course, if you do what most people do, you'll just lay down your guitar and not even try to do this. Because the masses are invariably too afraid to take a shot at it. All they want to do is stay in their pathetic little comfort zones. And as you and I both know, that's where dreams go to die. And that's what makes you and I a little elite all of our own. Because we break their rules and we defy what other people think we should do. We dare to step forward. You've dared to step forward to be different and to make your own music rather than just following the herd. Now, following the herd is easy. You can blend in. But that never interests intelligent people because you and I both know that rarity has value. And we are valuable, aren't we? Quick sidebar there. I couldn't resist adding a confidence work in here too, so I went on. Most people could not understand why you even try. But here's the thing. As they wonder why you even began this journey to music, they envy you. They wish they could do it. So expect them to be jealous. Expect them to be resentful of your progress and your boldness. Because as you do this, you're no longer a good fit for their ordinary worldview. And because you always move ahead in the direction of your dreams, whilst they only watch. And they only see what they might become if they were as bold and fearless as you are. So expect them not to understand you. Expect them to try to bring you down to their level and to try to hold you back. Because this is normal when you rebel, and when you step outside of the boring norms that most other people bow down and submit to. You'll never submit. You'll never bow down. You'll never accept someone else's idea of what's right for you, will you? And she beamed at me, smiled as though, oh, finally somebody gets it. By affirming her as a rebel, a rule breaker, she's faced with the prospect of breaking not just the herd's rules, but her own rules too. That means the rule about her being afraid to make a mistake has to be broken. She has to rebel against that. She got the message, those big smiles, and the cracking lesson that we had were, were just awesome. She followed every suggestion and once again surprised herself as she confronts very low expectations of herself for whatever reason and knocks them out of the park. Not a particularly common approach, I guess. But it works. And that's why I love teaching one-to-one, because -one, I get to tailor-make it. So the other student, the 60-something-year-old retired engineer. Now, he's a nice guy, a gentle soul. And he's terrified of playing a duff note or getting something wrong. In his old job... That would have been disastrous because lives were literally on the line. So he was paralysed 
And so I asked him what he had, and he said he had a feeling of fear in his stomach. It was a fear of playing the wrong notes. Now, this fear, this part of the worldview of an engineer, if you like, is that there's no room for error and there's no room for real exploration. This is absolutely typical of people who work in critical situations that demand precision. And the fact it was a physical feeling, he said, that that seemed to be the most promising routine to influence him. So, first of all, I asked him to describe the fear feeling to me, where it felt it in his body, what the feeling was doing, because it always moves, and what way was it moving, what colour was it. I asked him to close his eyes, go inside and tell me what it was like. Then I asked him how he knew it was fear he was feeling. I think it can only be fear, really, he said. I went, oh, that's interesting. What would it be like if you were wrong and just misinterpreting that feeling? And what you were really feeling was excitement, not fear. Do me a favour, just go inside your own body and check which one it is that you're feeling, would you? He closed his eyes and, and started chuckling. And he said, um, yeah, you're right. It's just excitement, really. It isn't fear. It's my guts telling me to dive in. Because oh, I'm just so excited. I kind of feel, yeah, let me at it. Now, for someone as timid as I've known this guy to be, that was really surprising, that, yeah, let me get at it. And he, he just dived in and and just giggled and laughed. I mean, that was so odd. And all we did was took what was there, the feeling in his stomach that he assumed was fear, gave him a different suggestion that worked a little bit better that got him out of his own way and got him excited and suddenly enabled and he could get past that fear. It took maybe a minute, two minutes to do and we had our best session ever. He was absolutely chuffed and personally I was thrilled because we finally got past whatever it was that was stopping him getting over that little hump in the road. So for both of these students, using a, a, a different, personalised, oblique approach to the problem of fear works. And it's has done for many years since I got into NLP and hypnosis and really started to listen to what people were saying. It, it always works. You see... As so often happens, it's not the thing itself that stops us. It's the fear of the thing that holds us back. I don't know what your experience has been with people who are afraid to make mistakes, afraid to foul up. But I always think that listen to what they say. Ask them questions. Be playful. Always be playful when you're teaching, because that's... That's really where the magic happens. What do you do? 
I'd love to know, because I can only tell you what I do. I'd love to learn from you guys. Drop me a line, let me know if you've had any interesting moments like this. I would love to hear from you. Remember, I'm here to learn as well as to help and to share what I've learned. Drop me an email over. It's info at neilcamado.com or you can find me on Twitter where I am at Tudor Podcast. So if you haven't already done so, guys, please like and subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and I will see you next week when I'll be back with more no BS ideas, tips to help you to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. Just the same way I love mine. Till then, I hope this podcast has got you thinking and has been some help. Stay healthy, stay useful, and have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.